0: Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Happy ninth anniversary. Jeez, jeez. Anyway, so, (laughs) you know, we're going to look at God's Word today on where we're headed, we've been in a series on where we're headed in society, where we're headed as a believer in that society, and then today, uh, where we're, we're headed as a church family, you know, where we're going in this society, and all of you know that every week things change so quickly, and we need to be grounded in God's word for us to make it in this world and to have hope and to have joy and to have peace. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this church that you birthed many years ago. (laughs) Of all places in a bar in downtown Akron. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, it is amazing what you do. Thank you for where we started in Musica. Thank you for Lord, how you've miraculously provided a building. And Father, may we not rest, but may we go even harder as we see the time we're living in. As we know you're coming back soon, that we can give the people that we love, that we work with, hope is what we have. In Jesus' name, amen. To give you a little background, uh, I thought, how would I go about today? I just thought, well, I'm going to just let the Lord lead me and study a lot and kind of just let it happen. So anyways, uh, it was well over years and years ago, I would run into Jim and Lisa Saxer. And as we would run into each other, different places at churches and visiting and then sometimes at weddings and different things. And. Jim and Lisa would always say, Dallas, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing this. And I said, when you, you need to start a church. When are you going to do this? And, I said, ah, blah, blah, blah. and that's about when I get out. And uh, so this went on for a couple of years. And so finally we ran into each other again. And they said, we got to go to dinner. I said, okay. So uh, it would have been two months ago in January, nine years ago. So just a couple months ago, nine years. In January, so we went out to a macaroni grill out in Montrose, and we talked for a couple hours. And they said, "What is it going to take to start a church?" And I said, "I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take." And they said, "This is what they said to me finally after all that conversation." They said, "Listen," I said, "I all I know to do. I, I love to preach and I love to do funerals. I'm not good at anything else." And uh, Jim and Lisa said, I think Lisa might have said, well, she just butted in front of Jim and said, said, well, that's right, if you start a church, we'll help you, and we'll do everything else. They had no idea what they were getting into. <laughs> and uh, so a week after that, we cut uh, a spot on on Facebook, YouTube, and it just kind of blew up. And it was just hard to believe that years ago, the Lord had already planted a seed in in Tony Trophy down in Musica, which I had started a ministry down there years before that. It didn't work. It, It just didn't happen. All the way along, and I encourage you today, when you don't see things happening the way you want them to, will you just wait? God, years later, then opened that door because they were already having that that friendship. Tony said again, "Yeah, you can use the venue." So <clears throat> we covered all the 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 liquor cabinet up with cloth, you know, and the whole thing. It was really a cool vibe the way it was. If those of you who were there at Musica uh, that Sunday, and it just thankfully Beacon Journal did a nice article that Saturday, the timing of all of it, and it blew up. And I'm just humbled to see where we're at and what God is doing. And um, one of the stories that I always tell to start this, you know, the devil hates what you do. Don't be surprised in anything in your personal life that what you're trying to do, he's going to try and stop you. But to know that with God, first of all, With God, all things are possible. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And I'm here to tell you today that at the beginning, and he has his angels watching over you. We forget that every day. And as it started and I went that Sarah I got a bunch of phone calls nine years ago about the article and they did such a nice article on the beacon and the people kept calling you gotta go you gotta go look I, I, I can't hardly watch myself on YouTube, let alone read about it in the paper, so Finally went down there on that Saturday. Afternoon. If you remember that that weekend, it was it, it was this exact day this weekend, the 26th, I think. It was snowing, and it was that kind of snow that's ice snow because it's this time of year. So I, as most of you know the story, I walked in Circle K, and I even looked at the bottom of the concrete, going, "Man, that is really slippery outside of Circle K." And of course, if I'm in Circle K, I always have to get a big gulf. So. I had a big thing at Diet Coke and I got two newspapers. And I go to walk out the door, and, you know, the wind is just, I mean, it's just whipping us. The, the door flies open, and I go, and I kind of knew it was just slow motion, you know. I hit that, and when I hit the, the bottom of that I just flew the Diet Coke, flew the papers. Wham! I went right down, oh, ripped my arm all up, bloodied up everywhere, shoulder, and, and I'm laying down there. The wind's going crazy. I cannot, I usually get up. I could not get up. Telling you the truth. I could not get up. And this is what happened, many of you know. All I knew was there was a big old burly guy come right came right behind me, down behind me, and he says, Let me help you. And he just I'm not kidding. And he just big old arms in and he just pulled me up like it was nothing and set me down. And as I turned around, I'm I'm here to tell you the truth, he was gone. He was was gone. And I knew the Lord was telling me something. No matter what the devil tries to do to knock you down, to discourage you, his word says the righteous will get up seven times. In other words, you will continue to get up because God will help you up. God is always there for us and supernaturally I'm here to tell you today whatever you're going through. You better hold on in this world we're living in and this is what you have to hold on to. That's where we begin today as we look at the second phase of our church family and where we're headed. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 through 5. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is the Apostle Paul speaking to Timothy, young Timothy. Paul is getting towards the end of his life and in prison, and he says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word... Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. And here we are today in the world that we live in. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. And according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth. And be turned aside to fables. But you, but you. He's talking to a young pastor. But you be watchful. In all things endure afflictions. Do the work of evangelists fulfill your ministry. So as we look at God's word today, who's he talking to right there? You know who he's talking to? He's talking to me. He's talking to me. My responsibility to you. My responsibility to you is to live in truth, not perfect, but to live in truth that I can bring across to you in the world we live in today, not to tickle your ears, not to say all this is good and fun and we can all get it and strive for it and everything's going to be wonderful and happy and it's good and you can get everything you want in life. God is telling us through his word today, it is my responsibility to always share with you the truth. In our word today, doctrine matters. You say, what do you mean, Dallas? What I mean by that is this. God's word is all truth. So there's nothing in there that I'm going to bring to you that's going to lie. In other words, it's always going to show you right and wrong and where you're headed. And if we follow the truth, it's going to work. Whatever it is in your life, God will bring it together. You know, we're living in a world today that the Bible is okay, it's fine. But nobody lives by it. You see, what do you mean, Dallas? Well, in our world today that we're living in, uh, we can take truth. And some people might not like what I'm about to say, but it is one day. I'm going to have to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ before what I said to all of you. I am. And I'm here to represent still after 42 years the truth of God's word. God's word is true. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't change. And he says that he created man and woman. It says that Marriage is a beautiful thing, but toward a, a man and a, and a female, and he made us in his image. In a time that we're living in today, anything goes, and it's going to get even worse. And it's my responsibility to share with you God says there is a way that leads to destruction. The devil is after your kids, my grandkids. He's after the next generation. And if we do not uphold to the truth, they will be confused. Let's take the transgender movement for a minute when we're talking about truth and where we're headed. And they always throw, as I see in the talk shows, those that are on the right or those that are evangelicals, well, you're the ones that are going to get into the place to where uh, you know, you're, you're getting down on them so much, and, and I'm not here to, to make fun of anybody. That's not who I am. All of you know this. The problem that we see so many wanting to commit suicide, and they're making it like it's are making it hard on them, you know why it is? Because once they transition, they still feel the way that they f- feel. No one is telling them the truth. The truth and love. And we are here to help you and to work with you. No matter what your background is, no matter what has happened in your life, God can help you. She's a very famous young person who now is detransitioning, and all she said was this this week in the news, I wish, why didn't somebody help me? Why didn't somebody when I was younger show me? When kids are younger, they don't know what they want many times. We have to be willing as we're headed in this life to guide them in this book and in truth. God says that to preach the word, it's my responsibility. Whether people like it or they don't, it is still my responsibility that it doesn't change. Because I don't know from what I see and read, you know there are some things that I read through the week that I can't even share from this pulpit. There was, a, uh, there was a young man who was standing up in front of a school board, and that's why I say pray for our teachers all the time, because they're on the front lines. He's standing in front of the school board, and the news channel, who is piping this into everybody's home, is actually having to say what he's about to read, the books that are in the library, to his kids and to your kids, all the graphic details of everything that he was saying, that these books that are in the library, in the school, the actual news station had to say, we're going to have to bleep some of this out in order to get it across on the news tonight. But yet we can carry those books for kids in grade school and junior high. We've got to stand up for the truth. The next generation is at stake right now. Our, where we are and why God has blessed what we're doing. Not because of me or you. We're all here and here. There's one reason. Because we are willing together as a fellowship to believe God sent his son, Jesus Christ to die on a cross for all of our sins. And by faith through him and by giving our life to him he's giving us this roadmap to the power of the Holy Spirit to get us through this life. I mean there is nothing that you would say that is more precious than your home, your kids, and your grandkids. They have to see mom and dad like years later what those kids of that dad and Hundreds across America, mom and dads have schooled up and stood in front of the school boards across America and were willing to say we will not tolerate it. Can you imagine the strength that those kids will pull from years later that mom and dad were willing to stand up for me, for what was right in the world that we live in today? They could see clearly truth. The devil is the author of Confusion. We are here as a church, and as we go further down this road, and God continues to bless, we will continue to stay and not ever waver off his word. Jesus came to this world as grace and truth together. And if we do that, it is amazing what we can do. I challenge you, as you, as a mom and dad, or as grandparents, and how much you love your kids and grandkids is to teach them this book and to get together as much as you can if there's one thing my kids will tell you that I do and always done and always will do with them or my grandkids every moment that I have when I leave I talk to them on the phone or whatever I do not ever get off the phone or ever leave without grabbing them and praying over them with them Jesus protect them with your angels give them favor in their life Guide them with truth and all that they face and are doing. And know that you have an amazing plan for their life. It is unbelievable when your kids hear you call their name out in prayer before God Almighty who rules the earth. Watch what God will do when you stand on his truth and you live that way and they see you guide your home and this world that we live in. Because it's not going to get any brighter. It's not going to get any lighter. You, me, we are light. You know, as we started nine years ago, all this is coming together and we're growing again. And everything. It is amazing how you've given over the years what you're doing. And, and meeting temporarily all these years we've met here. Now, we waited and we waited and we waited and we said, if God, if this is God's work, we won't have to go to a bank. And we saw another miracle. And now we're getting this building that you're going to see this afternoon. And this summer, we're going to be able to get in there. And we see what we're going to be able to do. What are we going to do? We'll look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. What are we going to do? In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. This is City Church. This is our fellowship. You know, a tagline that we have is light and love to hurting people. That's even on a lot of our letterhead, even some that I have right here in my Bible. To be light and love to hurting people. It's simple. I want you to go through this week. And I want you to watch, everywhere you go, how much and how many times that you see people smile. It's not very much. Watch. Because people are hurting today. They don't have what we have. What does God say? God tells us as we as a fellowship, as we go forward, (laughs) In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, let your light so shine before men or all of mankind that they may glorify and see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In other words, they see the light and the love of Jesus Christ in you. And because of that, you're telling them about why did you have this light? And they come to find Jesus as their Savior because they can't see, it's too dark. I wish you could have been with me this week on all the terrible things that I heard and what people are going through. We are living in a hurting world and we have the answer. Jesus Christ is the great physician. And he can heal every wound. A couple nights ago, I was leaving Apney, grocery store, parking lot, and it was really cold. And it was raining and starting to snow. It was dark. And there was a lady, looked to be about 40 years old, standing by the end of the street with a sign needing help. I pulled my truck over, and I got out of the truck, and I walked over to her. I said, hey, I said, what's going on? And she said, I'm I'm just having a really bad day. And I'm sure she was about 40 years old, but she looked like she was 60. And uh, I began to share with her the love of Jesus, and I put my arm around her, and I gave her some money, and I said, I said, what's your name? And she told me what her name was. And as I called on the God of heaven who rules all this world, all this earth forever and ever and ever, I said, Jesus, would she, as the cold rain and ice was coming down on us, Jesus, would she feel the warmth of your presence and know that you love her? Aren't you gonna help her? And as the tears streamed down her face, she began to cry and she said, thank you. And I said, no, 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 no. And I hugged her and I said, hey, the Lord is, is here for you. They're all around us. All we gotta do is look. All we have to do is look. If you're a school teacher If you work at a grocery store, if you drive a truck, if you have the kids over for the weekend, moms and dads, and there's some of them there that aren't as smiling as much as other ones, and you can pull off in the room and say, "Hey, hey, Susie, how you doing? What's going on at home? See, light and love, man, there's nothing like it when we in turn help somebody. And give people hope. That's what we are. That's what we're going to do a hundred times more until the Lord comes back. As I shared and I said phase two, you laughed at me when the Lord gave us some, actually this building a few months ago. I said, I'm already six months and two years down the road. Hey, God's going to do great things. where it's feeding people or helping hurting families or the gift card ministry or helping young moms that can't afford diapers and formula. That's who we are. Light and love to hurting people. And our light is going to shine. And as we leave, as you see this afternoon, what God has given us. And as we leave that parking lot every day and we go into our work week and we go do what we have to do. We're going into a dark world and you're taking the love of Jesus Christ. And people feel that light. They feel the presence when you're there. There's a purpose. We have a calling. And we're running out of time. How many more suicides do I have to hear about within a couple weeks before we get real, real serious about the people around us that we can go into their life and to do what? Tell them the truth. The devil is the author of confusion. And he's the father of lies. And the reason why we see that happening so much today in our world, because there's nobody in their circle of family and friends that know what we know. Man, what a responsibility that we have. But what a joy it is. We rejoice. The angels rejoice when one sinner comes to know Jesus as their Savior. Why is that? We'll close. Let's look at one more verse in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. For our citizenship is where? It's in heaven. From which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, Jesus is coming back soon who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able to even subdue all things to himself. For our citizenship is in heaven. Huh. Never forget, I was telling Pastor Ernie in the back, I was living at home. My dad comes home one night He says, hey, son. He goes, "Uh, man, this weekend, he goes, "Uh, I'm going to my 50th reunion in high school. And, man, I just thought, he is really, really old. I mean, mean really old. I mean, I'm still here talking about it today because I'm getting close to that. But I just was so stunned when he said that. I still think about it. You know how many times I think about that? Because it so shocked me. And I thought, here, here, I, here I am. It's just that quick, what are we all about? Our citizenship. We are headed down the road of life because we're going somewhere. And we're trying to get as many people as we can where we're going. And that's heaven. That's our citizenship. As we go down this road and people fall down and scraped and get hurt, hey, we're there to pick them up and to wipe the tears out of their eyes and say, hey, I've been there. I know where you're, I know what you're going through. I've lost everything, but you know what? I'm still here today, and I want to let you know what Jesus has done for me, he'll do for you. Man, that's, that's why we're still here. Our citizenship is in heaven. City Church, as we go into this second phase in our life and God is so blessing, I share with you over these nine years because you have been patient enough. We've never talked a lot about money. We've never had any money issues. Why? Because we had this crazy idea that we were willing to wait that God was going to actually somehow, some way, do something to get us a building and that we wouldn't have to go to a bank. Thank you. You guys did that. And why are we doing it? There's a reason. You bought into that vision. You bought into that dream. It's because... As we see banks failing and people hurting and all the things in the world and wars and rumors of wars, we can be a safe haven. We can be a lighthouse. What God is going to do and continue to do through you, you are the church. Man, we're running out of time. Our citizenship is in heaven, but God wants us to do as much as we can. The only reason that He does not come back today, every Everything has been fulfilled as far as those things that need to be fulfilled for him to come back. The clouds of glory and the rapture. All the prophecy. There's a lot more to be fulfilled, but everything that has to be fulfilled is already there for him to come. Why has he not come back yet? Because you have family members, and I have people that I love and that I care for that I want to see in heaven. See, the only reason he hasn't come back yet. Let us know that as we have a hope and we know where we're going is to grab those people out of the darkness in this world and to let them see Jesus, a risen Savior who died on the cross for all of their sins. Man, it's that easy. And here I close today with just this. It took us nine years do you know that four years after church, you guys gave so well that we could have gone to a bank to get a loan. Yeah, we to have a little payment and all those things. And I'm not faulting anybody on how they do everything, okay? I'm just saying, because you were able and believed in this vision and this world and way it's headed, we're going to be so streamlined that we can do so much for God's kingdom because you are willing to wait. Now let's take it over to your personal life and close. We all go through hard times. We all do, whether it's your kids, whether it's financially, I don't know what it is, but I want you to know that you have seen a miracle happen before our eyes. You've been a part of it, and all because you were willing to trust your risen Savior. Will you trust him the same way with your kids, in your marriage, at your job? With that bitterness you've been dealing with because you don't know why someone was ripped out of your life, will you trust the Lord and wait? And if you do, if you do, you will be amazed to see, and you will thank Jesus as I do all the time, drive my truck and everywhere I go, Lord, I can't believe what you're doing. I close with this. God's word says, exceedingly, abundantly, above all and more that we could ever think or ask he will do in our life if we just trust him will you do that today let's pray so our heads are bowed today and we're here as a celebration day and God is so good. We have so many people watching online now, so many people, even with the church app. It goes all over the United States. So we do as we always do, and we always will. For those that are watching, that need a miracle, that need that hope, we're, you, you've turned into a church that we will always tell you the truth that God loves you and if you were willing to live by what he says and trust him with your life, man, he will will write your name down in heaven and your citizenship will be in heaven forever. And along this life as we head down this road, by knowing Jesus is your savior, you will have more joy and peace than you could ever imagine. You say, Dallas, what do I have to do? Just pray with me. Because you're already tuned in because you're trying, you're searching, you need hope. Just pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I, I need you. I don't understand all this. But by faith, God, I believe you sent Jesus into this world to die on the cross for me. And Jesus, by your perfect blood, you shed on that cross for my sins. I ask you right now, Jesus, to forgive me for all of my sins, to cleanse me, Jesus, from all unrighteousness. I trust you today to be my Lord and Savior. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you today that we still can share truth in the world we live in. And Lord, if there's someone in here, may a friend bring a friend or a family member and I can open up God's word right here, right now at this altar and they can pray and find heaven as their home. As Ben leads us with this invitation song, in Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. No matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, CityChurchAC. Or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, You'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.